This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to be with you on a Wednesday. On Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. Subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. Yesterday we recapped the Adam Duvall trade. You heard from Dick Williams. You heard from the Braves general manager. You heard my conversation with Doug Gray. Today, it was supposed to be about other trades. Trades the Reds made. Man, what were they going to do? They were going to make this trade or this trade. Certainly, Matt Harvey wasn't going to be there. Maybe they trade Rossell Iglesias or Scooter Jeanette or none of them. In fact, the Reds didn't make another move yesterday after yesterday's show. I thought it was going to happen. Heck, I almost held out. To do yesterday's podcast to see if they made another trade before the deadline. They did not. What does it mean? Not a lot. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I'm more concerned with what they didn't do with Billy Hamilton and Rossell Iglesias and or Scooter Jeanette than I am with what they didn't do with Matt Harvey. Everyone lost their minds. Oh, man, Matt Harvey. He's pitched so well for the Reds, and they didn't trade him. Oh, my God. Dick Williams, Bob Castellini, you guys are awful. Oh, really? They're awful. It's so bad that they didn't trade Matt Harvey. Can we stop acting like Matt Harvey's this savior? Like Matt Harvey's the guy that you're going to... If you're a contender, value. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. Flip it, please. Let's pretend it's 2012 and the Reds really need a, a some kind of starting pitching at the deadline. Matt Harvey getting you excited? Is that guy getting you excited? The answer is probably no. He's oh, He's been okay with the Reds. Hasn't been great. He has a 4.44 earn run average with the Reds. All right. Yeah, they, they've won eight of those games of his 14 starts. He's pitched okay. It's certainly better than what the majority of people thought they were getting when Matt Harvey w- was traded for with Devin Mesoraco. But contenders weren't knocking on the door for Matt Harvey. The, the market wasn't what I think a lot of fans, a lot of you expected it was going to be. And it shouldn't have been. Why the hell would I trade for Matt Harvey if I'm a contender? Is Matt Harvey going to be the difference for New York and the Yankees and them winning the World Series or not? Is he going to be the difference in, let's say, Milwaukee on whether or not they win the division? Is Matt Harvey the difference on any contender? The Indians. Is he the difference on any team? The answer is no. So if you're a contending team, why the hell would you give up anything of value? And if you're the Reds, I'm not giving away Matt Harvey. I've said it multiple times. I'm not giving him away. Hell no. I want something for him. The reality is, is now it's August 1st and Matt Harvey's still a Cincinnati Red. I didn't think it was the end of the world because even in a best case scenario, what were they going to get for Harvey? The whole league had a shot at Matt Harvey a couple months ago when the Reds traded for him in May. The whole league. The the whole league did, and guess what the Mets did? They were willing to give him up for Devin Mesoraco. 
who would be now the third best catcher on the Reds. He would never play, never, ever, ever, never, ever play. That's the reality. He was never great on defense, and he can't hit anymore. And it's a sad story, but that's the reality for Devin Mesoraco. Matt Harvey had zero value. None. Since coming to the Reds, he's been competent. Since coming to the Reds, he's got a 5-4 and four record. Since coming to the Reds, he's been okay. Okay isn't enough. Okay isn't going to get a lot in return. Again, a 4.44 earned run average. Opposing hitters have batted 253 against Harvey or getting on base over 30% of the time. He's been okay. Nothing great. Hasn't wowed me. Has certainly exceeded my expectations because they were low for him in the first place. But the reality is, in July, Matt Hardy, Harvey never pitched six innings. <laughs> Think about that. Since he's since he got to the Reds, he's went six innings a whopping four times. Never went seven. Six and two-thirds was his best start. June 26th at Atlanta. And he pitched great. Like, that was great. But like I said, and I go back to it, and I said it when it happened, the worst, the biggest loss of the red season was when Matt Harvey only went three and two-thirds, allowed eight earned runs, eight hits, back on July 22nd. Four home runs. Any contender that would have convinced themselves at 3 p.m. yesterday, an hour before the deadline, that they needed Matt Harvey, probably flipped on that film. Probably watched that and said, oh, (laughs) We don't need to give up that prospect for him. The reality is, is Matt Harvey was never worth a lot. The Reds got him off the scrap heap. Did a little bit of doctoring up. Added to him a little bit. Shined him up a bit. But he's still scratching dents. He's had scratches and dents everywhere. It'd be like buying, and I'm not going to roll with this analogy too long, but it'd be like buying a beat-up car that's really dirty because the owner previously was just a slob and you clean out the inside you detail it but it's still got a bunch of scratches it needs a new paint job the rims it's got some rust on it the rims don't look great like that's matt harvey okay at best now he's a a 1998 honda civic that could get you from a to b playoff contenders really into that i wouldn't be and you saw baseball wouldn't be i've also thrown out this idea and i'm james rapine this is the Locked on Reds podcast. I've also seen this idea. Excuse me. John Fay of the Enquirer tossed around the idea of extending or offering an extension to Matt Harvey knowing his market isn't what it once was to, to Scott Boris, his agent, in about two weeks. Offering an extension full of incentives, two-year deal. That's what he said. Pass. <laughs> Pass. Pass. No thank you. What is this obsession with Matt Harvey? I saw a fan yesterday, who someone who works at this station, say that the Reds should keep Matt Harvey, and he's not a sports guy, so I'll give him that. The Reds should keep Matt Harvey because he's their number one starter. What are we doing? This whole Matt Harvey thing. Look, if the Reds get something for him in August, fine. But if the worst case scenario is you don't get anything for him all year, 
Fine. Let him start. I'm okay with that. You got him for Devin Mesoraco, who was a below-average backup catcher. You upgraded a backup catcher when you brought in Kurt Casale, and Matt Harvey's given you some quality starts. Overall, it works out fine. What are we talking about? Extension for Matt Harvey? He's the number one star. I don't want Matt Harvey on this team next year. Nothing wrong with him. But I want to see Luis Castillo. Is he? He should be starting on opening day as of now. Tyler Malley should be a starter next year. Sal Romano should be a starter next year. The way Homer Bailey's pitching, who knows what the hell happens with him. He might be a starter. Robert Stevenson, Anthony DiScofani, the ace that we haven't traded for yet. And I say we because, let's be honest, everyone's paying attention and wondering if the Reds are going to trade for an ace this offseason. Matt Harvey? Are you kidding me? I get it. You like him. It's been a cool story. He's a little bit better. He's not an ace. He's a fourth or a fifth guy on a good team. Probably fifth. That's the reality. And that's why no contender went out of their way to trade for him yesterday. And I'm not sure they will in August. Maybe the Reds move him. I don't think they're going to get a lot in return. So buckle up, Reds fans, and get used to the reality. Matt Harvey is not that valuable. And he's not going to be. And the value he did have probably tanked on July 22nd when Pittsburgh beat the hell out of him and hit four home runs off of him. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. The other thing, trade deadline-wise, that was a bummer for me. And I think I'm I'm not alone in this, but I think I'm in the minority. Russell Iglesias. I kind of wanted to move him. Not going to lie. Kind of wanted to trade him. Who else did I want to trade? Well, it's open to trading Scooter Jeanette. He's still here. Homer Bailey. Well, you'd never be able to trade him. But Billy Hamilton? Yeah, kind of wanted to trade him too. Those are the three guys. Those are the ones I was looking at like long term. Should they be here? Should they not? wonder what Scooter Jeanette's trade value was. Did they get calls? Was anyone interested in Scooter Jeanette? If not, two things. One... Maybe you don't sign him to a contract extension this offseason. Why? Well, because if there's not much of a market for Scooter Jeanette, why would you sign him before you have to? And two, I really wish Billy Hamilton was off the books. Going to get an increase in pay next season, and I think he might have more value next year at the trade deadline. But the reality is, is I think center field's still a need. And I, I think Rossell Iglesias, maybe a package ends up happening. And maybe that's what they should have done for Matt Harvey. The idea for a contender of trading Matt Harvey and Billy Hamilton together to give the a team's outfield and bench a boost and their starting rotation a boost is something I would have looked at. And maybe the Reds did. I mean, I assume they looked at everything. But to me, I'm not freaking out about them not making that move with Matt Harvey, not making a trade. Clearly, they didn't get offered anything of, of significance. Billy Hamilton, who knows who's calling the shots there, maybe, and and everything I've heard, the Reds front office is kind of torn on what to do with him because he's just good enough to hang around but not good enough you know, to be a part of the long-term plans. So that's interesting. Overall, though, this team, what they are, I think they're farther away than people realize. And so 
it worries me that the only trade they made was Adam Duvall, albeit a good trade. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Up next, let's talk about Homer Bailey. And then what we got on tap for tonight. Homer Bailey pitched well yesterday. We'll do that and preview tonight's matchup as the Locked on Reds podcast continues. Just call him complete game Homer. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. And Homer Bailey, eight innings. Two earned runs, one walk, six strikeouts, 111 pitches. Homer Bailey dealt yesterday. Unfortunately, the Reds lost two to one. Dropped a 48 and 59 on the season at Comerica Park against Detroit. The Reds tacked on one run in the ninth after being down two nothing. But Homer Bailey, man, he's pitched well. He's pitched relatively well um, in his last two starts. Really well yesterday, obviously with a complete game. Uh, in his two starts, he's picked, pitched 14 and two-thirds, given up eight hits, four runs, three walks, 14 strikeouts, has a 2.45 earned run average. And here's the thing. Buckle up. If Homer Bailey can close out this year well, healthy, and go five or six the rest of the way and not show many signs of weakness, we're talking about Bailey being in the rotation next year. Which means that... There's not many spots open. <laughs> you know, there's not many spots in the rotation open. Obviously, that can change, and things change all the time. But I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle this. I, I think Homer Bailey will be a very interesting trade candidate uh, 364 days from now at the deadline if he continues to pitch well. Um, but overall, we'll see. So two good starts for, for Homer Bailey. And I don't get why people root for him to fail. There's no reason to do that. You know, I mean, why not want him to to succeed? I do. It's more fun watching the Reds have success. And uh, he's a part of it so far. Two starts for the big league club, and he's fared well. It's Reds. It's Tigers. 1-10 first pitch today. Sal Romano on the mound looking for win number seven. He's 6-8 on the season, coming in with a 5.04 E-R-A. He's going up against Mike Fears, who's 7-6 and six on the year with a 3.54 earned run average. And tomorrow, it's uh, Reds versus Washington Nationals. Oh, this one's interesting. A struggling Tyler Malley, looking for his eighth win of the season, comes in with a 4.53 earned run average, going up against Max Scherzer, who's 14-5, and five, with a 2.3 earned run average. And this is a big series for the Washington Nationals as they try to scratch and claw their way back into it. You know, they're five and a half out. They decided to hang on to Bryce Harper. They want to try to win this year still. I wish they would have been more in it because that was the, the trade partner I thought would have been perfect for Rossell Iglesias and maybe even a guy like Matt Harvey. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today. I know it wasn't the most exciting deadline, but I promise you if they would have traded Matt Harvey yesterday, If they trade him a week from now or two weeks or three weeks from now, the return isn't going to be great. So that wasn't the exciting trade. That wouldn't have been something that would have excited you. Billy Hamilton, maybe. Russell Iglesias, maybe. Scooter Jeanette, maybe. And maybe one of those trades still happen. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening. Quick reminder, every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. There's articles up there. Jeffrey Carr, Jacob Rude, myself, we all write 
about the Reds, you should check that out at LockedOnReds.com. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. 